Welcome to Real Health, Real People. I'm Heather Crawford. And I'm Sarah Frappier. And we're here to talk about real health for real people. Is it over? All right. Well, I guess since <laughs> we turned off the I turned off the sound, so we didn't hear our metronomy McNomer town. <laughs> I feel like every week there's something different with the metronome that happens. I know. Well, beginning. like they update the software, then like we adjust <laughs> sound situations, and <sighs> we still, after however many podcast recordings, have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> but I think that's what makes it fun. I know. And we kind of, I feel like we just kind of started this one with even less prep too. We're like, just push record. Yeah, just push play. Just cause... do it. Because eh. let's be real. We're recording this, but we're eager to be done recording this. Yeah. Because we're going to the pool we're today. We're going to go get some sun. Because it's sunny out and we deserve it. <laughs> we we work hard for no money. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much truth to that. We work hard for no money. <laughs> Hashtag real life. <laughs> Hashtag for real. <sighs> Hashtag broke. All right. <laughs> if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> please reach out to us at realhealthrealpeople at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, that's what you're listening to. Real I'm Heather. Heather. And I'm Sarah. And it is real health. For real people. That's what we do here. We keep it real. Super oh, across the lands. <laughs> oh my gosh, my brain. Still not functioning, so this will be an interesting one. It is a bright and early morning of 11.15 a.m. <laughs> We've been, you know, just crushing it. <laughs> Pretty sure both of us just probably rolled out of bed like an hour ago. Yes, for sure. Maybe a little more, I don't know. I had to semi-clean my house because Heather was coming over. <laughs> that's laughable it means i put my laundry in the basket oh, okay because <laughs> yeah the rest of the house speaks otherwise yeah we don't i don't clean for oh gosh cleanings for suckers <laughs> i agree i clean when like my parents are coming or something yeah. like well like i had a party at my house this week and i like wiped down the bathroom there you go that's yeah, all you need, just exactly. a little decent disinfectant. Yeah. Spritz some essential oil for <laughs> scent and flavor. Flavor. <laughs> I hope we don't need flavor in the bathroom. Oh, no. <laughs> Especially if we've got some in, some sensitivities going on yeah. in our digestive system. Sensitivities. Yeah. I like how you always bring in the, the segue. The whole time I'm trying to think, like, as we start talking, like, how are we going to lead it and how are we going to lead it? We just talk a bunch of nonsense and then go, and back to my topic. <laughs> but our topic's one that actually, um, I know I get asked about a lot and I'm sure yeah, Heather does too. Sure. And I had people asking, like, are you going to do a podcast on this topic? And we were kind of afraid to tackle it because it seemed like it was going to be really, really yeah. daunting. Um, and then actually we got into it and it wasn't quite as daunting as we thought it would be. Because what we did, folks, is... I said folks. What we did, people... Folks. Is we gave ourselves a long time to research this topic. <laughs> because we knew it was going to take a lot of work. And then yesterday, both of us went, have you done your research? <laughs> and we both went, Nope. <laughs> Now, and that's not to say it's not a topic that I haven't read up on. Oh, yeah, of course. But in terms of actually, like, Literally. writing down the article names yeah, yeah, and yeah. research. So. <laughs> but, 
But it, like she said, it, it wasn't quite as dense as I thought it would be. Right. And the topic is gluten. 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 And I'm sure everybody's heard tons yes. and tons and tons about gluten. For sure. Or being non-gluten. Yeah, gluten-free, gluten-free. Yes. Everything's gluten-free. I mean, it's funny because, so gluten has become this hyper point, like people yes. are focusing on it. And what I find hilarious now is that in grocery stores, stuff's labeled gluten-free that was always gluten-free. That never had gluten in it to begin with. But they put that little GF on it so that people will go, oh, it's gluten-free, and they'll buy it. That's so funny. It's so true. But yeah, it's like basically putting non-dairy on something that never had dairy dairy in it. It's It's like putting the sticker on some broccoli. Yeah. They should. Maybe more people would buy broccoli if it had, like, the gluten-free sticker. Like, I didn't know broccoli was (laughs) (laughs) gluten-free. But, actually, what we are going to talk to you about today may actually surprise you. Yeah. Based on, you know, there's so much about gluten that is thrown out to us, like, are you insensitive to are you sensitive right. to gluten or are you gluten intolerant or people say well oh i have a mild gluten sensitivity and this that and the other and there's so much i guess um kind of not confusion but yeah i guess I kind mean, of like kind of it's confusing. convoluted yeah yeah because you know for so long there was people with celiac disease mm-hmm. and then there and was everybody else. everybody else but now there's this like wave in, you know, the past, like, 40 years, maybe, of people that are having, like, intolerances. Right. But. Do they? Do they? <laughs> Is it really a gluten sensitivity? Mm, let's find out. Ooh, let's dive on in. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You didn't get to see her. Awesome oh, it was, like, my fake. motion. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst. Yeah, we're going to definitely have to do a live video podcast Oh, we point, will. Because... We'll do it. Yeah. They're missing out on a lot of good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, first of all, what is gluten? What is gluten, For those Sarah? of you that may not know. And it's actually just a name for the proteins found in, like, wheat, rye, barley, and something called triticle. T-R-I-T-I-C-A-L. Which I didn't, I'd never heard of before, but it's a cross between wheat and rye, apparently. But it's basically a combination of a bunch of different storage proteins. There's like 50 different individual components in all of these Mm -hmm. proteins. So it's not just like gluten is like one One thing. thing. Yeah. It's a bunch of different types of proteins. And one of the main proteins that usually is associated with uh, celiac disease is like one of the alpha glutamines uh, sorry glia alpha not alpha nine it's like one of the most problematic okay. proteins or whatever well, so then gluten's in you know when we say gluten and wheat and barley and rye um it's like bread pasta it's the most yeah like i had things. this huge list of like yeah, all of the stuff it's, it's in it's in a lot of things you wouldn't think that it's in yeah pastas noodles breads pastries crackers baked goods cereals it's breakfast foods and sauces it's in a lot of Yeah, sauces. gravies, beer, um, unless it's explicitly gluten-free. Right. It's in beer. It's beer. Obviously, beer's made from wheat. Brewer's yeast. Like soy sauce. Yeah. It's in a lot of different things. Cream sauces made with the roux. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. in Italian cooking, they make the roux So, like, French the people cooking. with celiac disease, they have a really long list of things that they have to Yeah, avoid. find alternates for. Um, 
But what's cool is the the gluten proteins are the things that form the, like, sticky network. Okay. And has a glue-like consistency, uh-huh. hence the name gluten. Nice. Okay. So that's why when you get dough wet, it gets all, like, yeah. sticky. That's the, the gluten proteins. Okay. Making it, like, sticky and whatever. Interesting. And we'll get a little bit into it about, like, there's actually ways that companies have enhanced the gluten proteins to yeah, give yeah. it more of a certain Sticking consistency and yeah. that's kind of going to come into part of the problem but yeah so that's basically what it is there are these gluten proteins in these grains and wheats and etc all right so that's good to know yes yeah mm-hmm. and i found a lot of that in there's an article called the structure and properties of gluten an elastic protein from wheat grain in case you're interested in reading all about <laughs> The many different structures and how they break it all down, which you probably don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I read it for you. Well, and we've, we've seen like this culture of gluten-free lifestyle happen really recently. Like if you're not gluten-free, you probably know someone who is, which is so rare. I mean, so different from like how it was when we were young. Yeah, well... Humans have been consuming wheat for thousands of years. Yeah. I mean, that was the deal. Yeah. I mean, back in the, like, wheat was what mm-hmm. people ate. That's how they survived. That was their farms. That was their... Yeah. But the fact that it's so, so old and most of these quote-unquote gluten-related diseases are very, very new. Yes. With the exception of maybe celiac. Yeah, yeah. But in ter- these, like, different levels of mm-hmm. gluten intolerance and sensitivities... So there's a large school of thought, the people that maybe resist this whole gluten intolerance movement or going gluten-free or whatever, that um, say it doesn't necessarily make sense to blame old wheat for new health problems. Yeah. Because wheat today is not the same as it once exactly. was back in the days of yore. <laughs> in the days of yore. <laughs> and it's this is very interesting because I, I think a lot of the things that we talk about have this same concept where um, it used to be okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then humans come along and yeah, so do fun things with it. You know, back in the day, they had their certain wheat seeds and their genotypes, and they would plant them and grow the wheat and prepare it a certain mm-hmm. way and eat it. Well, and so that's why this one article I read was talking about, well, what's changed? Right. And it said, in fact, almost everything. Mm. So from the way we grow it to the way we process it and to the way we eat it, even the very wheat itself. So fascinating. And, And just like without even looking at the research, just like hearing that and then, you know, seeing just the rise of these gluten intolerances, you're like, huh, ding, ding, ding. And they're saying, like, it's definitely not the same as it was a 1,000 or a 100 years ago, but even 60 years ago. And it's because the first revolution was, like, the birth of industrial milling. Mm -hmm. So before 1869, things were done, obviously, on a very small scale. You did, like, you know... Old stone methods type of a, you know, I mean, I f- picture like an old mortar pestle yeah, yeah. style. Like people were like grinding up their own meat. Mm-hmm. And in 1870, they invented the modern steel roller mill, which basically instead of just mashing it all together, they separate out the different components. 
so that they could get like a pure and fine white flower. So that's where kind of like this whole white flower thing came to get birth. And it was produced at a very low cost. It shipped and stored better, which basically allows it to have a long shelf life, being able to travel from one side of the country to the other, whatever. And pest problems were eliminated because pests didn't want it. (laughs) And I found that hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Because we know now the reason it keeps so well is that it's been stripped of vital nutrients. Mm, Of course. So basically the bugs and rodents didn't want to get into this stuff because they didn't want it. So they're like, that oh, totally be a, like, yeah, like ding, ding, us. ding. Like even the <laughs> bugs and the rodents don't want this nonsense oh, so because funny. it has no nutrients in it anymore. So after 1870, within nearly 10 years, all the stone mills in the Western world were replaced by this new technology. Hmm. So that was basically, they say this was the first processed food. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning of our industrial food system. Basically, where vast quantities of shelf-stable food, in quotation marks, (laughs) are produced in large factories many months and many miles from the point of consumption. Hmm. So back then, that was kind of like the dawn of processed food. Wow. Which I found really interesting. I didn't know. I was like, well, you think about it. Yeah. Like, that, I guess, really Mm -hmm. was our first processed food Mm -hmm. because we're... We're no longer, like, taking the whole wheat and grinding it all up. Like, we're separating out different parts. We're basically manipulating it to get certain properties that we want. And it's, like, from a human nutrition standpoint, it's ironic because we're removing portions of the wheat kernel, the bran, germ, shorts, and red dog, whatever, that are richest in proteins, vitamins, lipids, and minerals. Right. So Probably the part that we are you know, what we're supposed to have out of it. Right. So the stuff that we are supposed to be eating, modern milling actually is removing. Removing it. Yeah. And then um, the and second. the bugs are like. Shh. Yeah, the bugs are like, forget you. I don't want that. <laughs> They're going into the trash bin right. where we've disposed of all the, the actual waste. nutrients yeah. and eating the, the good part. Well. The, the second revolution, which we've talked about before and is another hot buzz thing, is the genetic modification. Yeah. And this was, the wheat crop started transforming in the 1950s, in 60s, in a movement called the quote-unquote Green Revolution. I guess this guy, Norman Borlaug, was the one that developed um, high-yielding varieties of these cereal grains and modernizing um, hybridization seeds and such. And this was the technology that was propagated by DuPont and Monsanto. Oh, yeah. So... You know, again, wheat was one of the Mm -hmm. first things to ever be genetically modified. So it's funny because according to this, I guess, Dr. William Davis, who's an author in Wheat Belly, I guess that's a magazine. He said, this thing being sold to us called wheat, it ain't wheat. (laughs) So this this stocky little high-yield plant, a distant relative of what wheat our mothers used to bake, Genetically and biochemically light years removed from the wheat of just 40 years ago. Wow. And now we're starting to connect modern wheat mm-hmm. with all manners of chronic diseases and inflammatory diseases. All right. I know. Well, yeah, because, I mean, it's a long list of things that, you know, gluten has been blamed for. Um, and most of it is the inflammatory yeah, you know, problems. inflammatory type markers and diseases. But I mean, even acne, joint pain, migraines, depression, anemia, all those things, you know, um, have ADHD. been... ADHD. Yeah, linked to gluten. Yeah. Or, I don't know, I can't say linked because of science, but like, 
correlated. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so kind of like to summarize like that whole thing, it's like we got mutant seeds grown in synthetic, synthetic soil, bathed in chemicals, deconstructed, pulverized, bleached, chemically treated uh, to create a barren industrial filler that no other creature on the planet will eat. <laughs> and we wonder why it's making us sick. Right. Wow. So, I mean, when we think wheat, we just, for me, when I'm like, oh, wheat and grains, I think of just like that field right. in the sun of yes. like flowing stalks in the wind. <laughs> and I'm like, natural, wholesome, delicious. Yes. But that's not our reality. Well, that's the picture that, like, when they there's a commercial for a wheat-based product, that's what the picture in the commercial is, the wheat fields of beautiful... Just gently breezing with the sun. You just want to <laughs> run through it and feel healthy. But no, like, it's we're getting reality, yeah. this, like, subpar product that they're calling right. wheat. Um, and another thing, like we talked, I mentioned or alerted to earlier with these gluten proteins, because they're what makes the dough sticky. Mm -hmm. There are ways and part of this whole genetic modification thing is to increase the level of these glutens so that the dough is more malleable and basically serves their purpose better. Right. Of of becoming into breads and doughs Mm -hmm. and all of that. So not only are they like... The gluten, you know, if people have celiac disease or whatever, they're enhancing the amount of gluten proteins in this wheat. Right. So it's like gluten on steroids. It's like this wheat that may have just had a little bit amount of gluten is now like super, super gluten. gluten it's a rich. super gluten, super gluten wheat. <laughs> and um, and they don't necessarily people don't necessarily know that. Right. They don't know that there's a difference between kind of old wheat and our and our new wheat. Yeah. Hmm. Um. There is actually this study called the Broadbok Winter Wheat Experiment, and it's been going on ever since 1843. Wow. Where basically they have this field that wheat has been sown and harvested out of ever since then, like every single year. And they grow different strains of wheat. They analyze various factors like nutrition composition, soil composition, and all that stuff. And they said from, okay, about 1843 until 1960, nutrients in wheat didn't change that much. However, from the year 1960 till current, the nutrient content has started to trend downwards and has continued every single year. Right. And certain concentrations of minerals are um, like zinc, copper, iron, magnesium are eight, 19 to 28% lower. Hmm. And... And at the same time, there's no evidence that the soil itself has changed. So it's something inherent with the wheat. In the wheat, yep. So that's pretty cool because that experiment's been going on for a long time. time, Like 1843 to current. And it's pretty amazing that they show that the consistent decline in the nutrition level of the wheat. Yeah. So. Wow. I know. So it really is showing like, hey, what we're eating now is not, it's not the same nutrient, nutrient yeah. content that it was back when wheat was like the dilio. Right. <laughs> wheat well, and I've deal. seen that about a lot of different things. Like you see like, you know, floating around on social media, like the picture of like, you know, back in whatever time you could eat one bowl of broccoli. Now you need eight bowls to equivalent, you know, yeah. the nutrient density. So it's interesting to see like some science that. That, yeah. Some of that is true. And you can actually just Google that. It's the Broadbok Winter Wheat Experiment. And it's got, it's like a whole web page with awesome. sub pages and stuff dedicated. And there's tables and tables of data and all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they actually 
because weed is such a staple, I mean, they've been studying this since yeah, 1843. Yeah. So like, you know, from farming all the way to all different reasons they study it. But yeah. So there's a, so this kind of has led to like we were saying that new slash modern wheat is worse than mm. older wheat. Yeah. And obviously none of us are getting older wheat, <laughs> you know, in, no. in the products that we're buying. Yeah. Unless you are a farmer and you have been, you know, you've using kept the your same seeds. seeds because yeah, that's the problem too with this new GMO thing is that if you're a farmer not using GMO seeds but you're next to a field. Right. I mean, it's going to get where they're using GMO seeds, like the wind yep. is going to carry those seeds into your mm-hmm. crop. So there's I mean, essentially I find it hard to believe that I mean, how how are we going to keep everything I know. GMO-free? It just seems very difficult to me. Yeah, I mean, that's a podcast in itself that we'll yeah. get into, but yeah. Like, because when I really, I'm like, it's man. Really I mean, and all this stuff's like very connected, yeah. obviously. I mean, especially when it comes to like what we're putting in our bodies, mm-hmm. it's all intertwined. But um, yeah, a lot of the researchers speculate that modern wheat due to its higher amount of gluten, you know, glutens and stuff, are actually worse for celiac patients than older varieties of wheat, which is interesting because there's a, um, in the Scandinavian Journal of Gastroenterology from 2006, they basically took the oldest and most primitive cultured wheat and treated biopsies from celiac patients. And basically the data showed a lack of toxicity to the old, the old cultivated wheat, wheat versus um, the current wheat today. Okay. So they're basically saying even if people with, with celiac, celiac disease, wow. they're not having a toxic reaction to this older wheat. That's so interesting. Yeah. And then um, there was another one in a gastroenterology journal in 2013 where the same thing, they looked at this old mm-hmm. variety of wheat and found that it was well tolerated by all patients requiring like which gives rationale for further investigation yeah. because maybe if we could go back to using right this older wheat and i wonder how i wonder how easy it would be to do that because now it's so right well like we just said like where do you farm it right. how would you produce it in a way that and would be are there even enough seeds to like propagate a field right yeah i don't know i mean is there like we could go to the Museum of Seeds. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's got to be a Museum of Seeds somewhere, right? right Where they sure. just keep, like, here's seeds from the days of yore. I keep talking about yore like it's a thing. The days of yore. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think in celiac disease, it's what how, what percentage of the population? Like 1%? Oh, it was like, um, well, it said in America it was like 1 in 133 Americans. So, yeah, 1%. That have celiac disease. And because the thing is, another thing to take into consideration that most of the food that's labeled like gluten-free, like you see all the frozen like gluten-free breads and gluten-free waffles and gluten-free this and that and whatever. Most of it is junk food. Yeah, of course, because it's all packaged. Yeah, it's not even like real food. It's just, it's so just because it says right. gluten free doesn't, doesn't mean it's healthy mean it's good or you. nutritious. Right. Because they just supplement in. Well, and that's, that's the problem too that just comes with these, these fads, these crazes where like 
okay, so there was these people with celiac disease, and so they started making these gluten-free products to help them. But then again, people are like, oh, well, this says gluten-free. I must not need gluten. Right. And then they get on the train. They don't even know why they're not eating gluten. And they end up eat, yeah, eating all this junk food just because it's labeled gluten-free. Right. And we say all the time, if you're eating food without labels, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, what, fruits and vegetables? Right. <laughs> is that, wait, is that a thing? Should we eat those? Are they gluten-free? I can't remember. Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> As I look at Heather's hat that just says kale. <laughs> She's wearing, like, one of those trucker-style hats that just says kale. I like, kale. kale. <laughs> um, but obviously, outside of celiac disease... We see uh, these, the, you know, a lot of people that are claiming to have um, non-celiac gluten sensitivities. Right. And this is where it gets, people say they get confused and convoluted because they're like, do I have a sensitivity or yeah, an allergy yeah. to gluten? Like, do I? And so people, of course, say, well, go gluten-free. Yeah, the elimination. See if you still have your symptoms. And then if you reintroduce gluten. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But some experts are saying the problem with this is that it might not be the gluten mm-hmm. because wheat is so modified right. and so altered and so changed and our diets are so filled with processed stuff, it may not yeah. actually be the gluten itself. Right. itself. So there's a lot of um, experts that have a problem identifying someone as gluten sensitive. Mm-hmm. Or it's like this very like non-specific thing. It's like you may have a right. gluten allergy because there's no way to like directly know because they can test for celiac, yeah, but not necessarily a specific test for like a sensitivity or an allergy to. Well, and I think gluten. you know a lot of times they assume they have the gluten sensitivity because when they remove gluten, they're removing those processed foods. Mm-hmm. Um. And so they just associate it with the word gluten. Right, because in order to, like we said, what gluten's in, which mm-hmm. is pretty much everything that's processed and packaged. Right. And so, it, yeah, if you're switching to whole foods, yes. you're also also probably eliminating other things mm-hmm. without realizing it. Right. And you're obviously going to feel better mm-hmm. when you eat whole foods. Right, and then you reintroduce processed foods. So right. it's really hard to... So that's not to say, like, if you want to live a gluten-free lifestyle, and that includes, you know, fruits, vegetables, everything and other, just know that it may not be the gluten that's actually causing your problem. It could be an infinite number of other things that's in this processed food that we put into our bodies. But also, if you're just replacing your gluten-filled you know, waffles with gluten-free waffles, and you're you're still having issues, because it could be something else. That's in that processed in that food. processed food because I had a list of somewhere what they substitute in instead of gluten because they obviously have to yeah, put have something, to something in its place. One of them being these um, FODMAPs. fermentable oligosaccharide dicarbonate monoclonal. That's what it is. Where is it? <laughs> oh, ferment. Fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. Yeah, that. Food maps. <laughs> FODMAPs. We're calling them FODMAPs because that's a yeah, long. Yeah, short chain <laughs> carbohydrates. And they're found yeah. in a lot of foods. And, and also wheat, 
But they're saying there's a lot of evidence that many people with gluten sensitivity are actually sensitive to these, to these right. and not the gluten. And um, do you have that study? The Yeah, the- it was um, led by Peter Gibson in 2013. So he was investigating the specific effects of gluten after a reduction of these FODMAPs foods. So they um, obviously removed those foods from their bodies. And then when they reintroduced gluten, only 8% of these people actually showed negative gluten symptoms. So it was actually to the FODMAPs, right. not the gluten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in a similar study published in Digestion in 2015, there were they looked at 400 people with self-diagnosed right. gluten intolerance to investigate whether or not they improved on a gluten-free diet. The results showed um, only 26 out of these 400 actually had celiac, um, two had a wheat allergy, and only 27 of the remaining 364 people were diagnosed as gluten-sensitive. So basically, only... F- of the 400 who thought they were gluten intolerant, only 55 people actually had an issue with gluten, or 14.5% right. of them. So everybody else, it wasn't gluten-related at all. Well, and they're saying, too, like, there's so many, like, foods on this FODMAP food list that, like, you might be sensitive to just one of them mm-hmm. and not all of them. And so it's still just super hard to pinpoint right. what's actually causing it. And so that's, I think, where the whole, like, people say, well, I went to my doctor and they told me that I was gluten intolerant. Well, then I went to another doctor who told me I wasn't gluten intolerant. Right. And then I went to this doctor and, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all this inconsistency because there's no real way to know. And so we always say, like, listen to your body. Right. If you eat something and you have a reaction it makes you feel gross, don't eat it, don't eat it anymore. Right. You don't eat it. I mean, there. it's as simple as that. I don't think we necessarily have to have a name for everything. I yeah. think people get so caught up in having to be like, well, I have this or I have that or X, Y, Z. To me, if I eat something and I feel gross, just don't eat it. Right. And then I won't feel gross. It doesn't matter why necessarily. Well, and it doesn't mean... To like, I feel like some people are like, well, if I'm not gluten free, like people don't think I'm living this healthy lifestyle because like it's just such a buzz thing right now to be gluten free. But yeah, well, think about again, you know. So you have to say like, oh, uh, yeah, I'm gluten, I'm gluten free. But wheat's been a part of our diet for <laughs> thousands of years, yeah. and we're not looking back at everyone that used to eat wheat in the days before us and gone, mm, they were so unhealthy. <laughs> right. They eat wheat like no, like wheat is healthy in its pure in its old actual pure form it's just what we're eating today is not it's not that that it's processed junk and anytime you want to reduce things in your diet like pastries and pies and biscuits and cake like go for it yeah because again it has added sugars right fats sodium i mean it's not just one thing because i mean people are rarely just eating like a handful of wheat right (laughs) i'm not going and eating just a handful of wheat it's usually mixed in and processed with a bunch of other junk so you know it's like when you get those allergy tests and Mm -hmm. they isolate stuff out and you get pricked with like 50 different things and then they look at all the different bumps to see like what you're allergic to yeah and you know that's but to see when you're eating a processed food that has 15 ingredients yeah you eliminate that food. Well, it could be any number of those 15 things. Right. I mean, I mean, look at your, like, wheat 
based cereal at how many ingredients are on the box. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It doesn't just say wheat and sugar. (laughs) No. I mean, there's a million and five other different things in there. If we're choosing healthy foods, you know, like whole foods, foods that don't have labels. Exactly. Like, you know, lean meats or fish or fruits or vegetables. Um then you're going to know. Like, if you eat a piece of broccoli and you have a reaction, you're probably allergic to the broccoli. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Assuming that that's what you, all you ate and you didn't right. put anything else on it. But, I mean, it's really easy when a food is one ingredient right. to know this is what I'm allergic to. No, exactly. I love that you found all the differences and, and just how, like, in just the last 60 years, how much it has changed. Yeah. I mean, there's, like... A bunch of art. There was also one in 2013 in a European Journal of Clinical Nutrition, basically looking at um, Kamut, K A M U T, mm-hmm. which is an older variety of wheat against modern wheat. It actually caused a reduction in total and LDL cholesterol compared nice. to modern wheat, increased blood concentrations of potassium and magnesium, while these minerals decreased in modern wheat, right. um, caused a mild reduction in fasting blood sugars. And showed that it decreases important inflammatory markers. Sweet. So this older wheat actually Mm -hmm. helped improve health while the modern wheat did the opposite. I mean, like, so no wonder it's such a huge difference. Well, it just makes me, you know, like, I I love some bread. Bread's like my favorite food. It's your jam. (laughs) It's so good. As Ben would say, girls love bread. Yeah, well, we do. (laughs) I do. But, like, when I'm buying bread... Like, it does make me think, okay, I, I should probably look for the non-GMO label on there to maybe hopefully get some of that older wheat yeah, in the bread. Or at least some less processed wheat. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, like, the whole thing talking about how they enhance the glutens. It's like, we're buying extra gluten. Right. <laughs> we want extra like, gluten. Like, give me bread with extra gluten. It's so funny because years ago, my friend has a gluten intolerance. Um, and she used to talk about it all the time. And I used to joke around and I'd be like, gluten's not real. <laughs> gluten's not a real thing. And I would, and she would laugh and be like, no, seriously, gluten's a real thing. Look it up. You're a scientist. And I'm like, it's not real. Of course I know gluten is actually real. <laughs> just trying to get her. And so I was like, gluten's just something they add to make you feel bad. <laughs> and I'm just joking. And then now I'm doing other research. They do they actually do add, add gluten. <laughs> Because I used to say stuff like, she'd be like, oh, I don't want bread. I'm like, well, just give me her bread. I'll, you know, give me her gluten. I'll take her gluten in my bread. Like, and I used to joke about it, but now actually they do increase the gluten in the genetically modified. Right. But yeah. (laughs) And they have, they have all these, um, oh gosh, what's the name of that guy that does the funny spiritual videos? Oh God, I wish I could remember his name, but there's this one and he does this YouTube video about how to be gluten intolerant. <laughs> I think I've showed it yes, to you. you have. <laughs> so funny. And he goes through all of the like stereotypes right. of people that, you know, are gluten free that yes. don't necessarily need to be gluten free. It's quite hilarious. <laughs> it's very funny. I'll put it on the blog when we, when you remember. His yes. Name. Yeah. Yes. It, it JP Sears. Yes. And he, so funny. He um, and that's not to again. It's just all ingest. It's not to make fun of people that no, actually no. have gluten intolerances or gluten. It's just celiac issue. It- but it is because <laughs> so it it basically goes to show the extremes that people go to with yes. these health fads, right? 
of saying, oh my gosh, I have this gluten intolerance. Yeah. And it's like completely self-diagnosed and all in their head. Well, and I was reading something too on this celiac website, how, um, you know, they were just saying like, it's really insensitive to just pretend to be like gluten insensitive because when you go to a restaurant and like you order like, oh, can I need the gluten-free pasta and the gluten-free, you know, whatever side dish and give me a beer, you know, too. Because obviously beer is gluten. Yeah. So they're not allergic to gluten. But then the chefs might get, you know, a little lax because they think, oh, well, it's not really that serious. Right. So and then for people... celiac, it is. Like, it is that serious. Yeah. So, I mean, if we are making people think, well, this, you know, because then people, you know, to my joke, gluten's not real. Right. People <laughs> might say, oh, well, everyone that says they're, they're not really, it's exactly. not really that serious of a thing. And there are people, yes, people with celiac, they really struggle. And it's yes. not easy because for them, you know, for some of them, like, even just a little tiny, tiny, tiny bit can really mess up their day. <laughs> yeah, and especially this the modern wheat. Like, it's, right. it affects them harder than older wheat did because of all those things we exactly. just talked about. So it's worse for them now even than it was 50, 60 years ago. But the video is still very funny, and I will post it on our blog. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, you know, and again, it's all in good fun and good jest, but it just... <laughs> He does quite a few others of the same thing, like basically taking something that has good intention on the onset, but then just taking it to like such an insane extreme. Well, I saw one, I don't know if it's the same guy, I don't know his name, but where they were saying like if um, meat eaters acted like vegans. Yes, that's the same (laughs) same guy. guy. Because he wears that that headband with the flower on it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really funny too. Oh my God. He's um all of his stuff cracks me up. It is he's so hilarious. Yeah, he's but very funny. yeah, he just basically takes this stuff and is like, this is what happens when we take it to an extreme right. and go crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. But yeah, and you know. So ultimately, if you feel that you have, or you know, when you eat certain foods that have gluten or whatever, a sensitivity, yes, of course, the first thing, eliminate those foods right. and see how you feel. If you feel better and then you reintroduce those foods and you feel worse, like yeah. then keep not eating those foods. However, no, it may not be the gluten yeah, that you're sensitive to. It could there. be something else, especially yeah. when it comes to processed foods. Yeah, and I mean, I like to I I definitely take time to fast from gluten every every once in a while just mm-hmm. to because, like she said, it's just so processed now that it's good to every once in a while just kind of not have some processed food (laughs) well and it seems that a lot of these processed foods like gluten of course you know but a lot of other things like these FODMAPs obviously or Mm -hmm. food maps (laughs) um that create inflammation right which we know is the root of majority of disease is inflammation so you know you figure you're eating a food that's got a lot of different ingredients that could affect inflammation no wonder processed right. food is because exactly. it's got the FODMAPs it has the gluten it has the this it has the, it has all of these things in varying quantities yep. and then you eat it and then your body has an inflammatic reaction yep. well of course it does because there's like five ingredients in there <laughs> that create inflammation right so you're exacerbating your issue so that's you know why yeah. we say keep it clean? That's right. We just go back Kip to it simple whole foods. As many foods without a label as you can get is is just the way to go. Oh yeah, absolutely. Label free food. Yeah, we should. That's what we should. I eat label free food. Ooh. it's like whole oh, foods, but I eat so, label free. No, we're free. gonna start a new craze. Like, oh, you're gluten free. Mm, I'm, I'm label, label free. free. Oh my god! Trademark <laughs> hashtag. That's ours. 
Hashtag trademark. <laughs> Copyright real health, real people. Correct. <laughs> I just, my pop filter just came off. And now she's using it like So I'm a holding it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But yes, so I'm label free. Oh, I love it. So be label free with us. Yeah, use the hashtag, y'all, and then tag us. Hashtag label free. <laughs> tag at real tag health, real health, real people. Revolution! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, we're yeah. going to the pool now. All right, we love you guys. <laughs> As always, um, check out our blog, Real Health Real People at uh, dot com. com. Yep. Email us, Real Health Real People at gmail.com. Check yep. us out on all social media platforms because Heather's awesome and keeps them up to date with all sorts of fun facts and information and pictures of us because, mm-hmm. you know, you know you want to see us. <laughs> Let's be real. In all our ridiculousness. I would love to hear, like, um, people who listen but don't know us, like, what they think we look like. I know. <laughs> it, would, it is interesting. Because like, what, what, what do you think I look like based on my voice alone? Right. <laughs> I don't know that I want to know. Or do I? Do I? What I want to know is, is anyone listening to this that doesn't know us? <laughs> oh, yeah. If you don't know us personally, reach out. Yes. We want to know if we've reached beyond our inner sphere. Yeah. Because we love, of course, our loyal listeners. Oh, we love course. all of you. And it's cool to like meet new people. So if you don't know us and you're listening to yeah. this, email us and be like, hey, what's up? I don't know you. <laughs> we'll be like, well, you do now. You're my best friend. <laughs> I'm going to call you every five minutes. I won't really. I promise. She might. Shh. <laughs> Whatever. I have my own friends. It's okay. <laughs> but we're always looking to expand our community and yes, our circle. Sure. So, yeah, reach out. And share this with your friends. Yay. Please do. Rate, review, subscribe. Help us reach the masses, man. That's right. Label-free revolution. What? What? <laughs> should have been funnier.